Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual, Andy Eklov. How are you, man? I'm all right. How yeah. are you? I'm all right. I'm all right as well. Good. Thank you for coming on this podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And so I hear you have some stories to share. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen. Oh, it's, that's okay. Yeah, it's a, it's like a, a saga that went on for a while, and I haven't actually pieced it together oh. until you guys were asking me about it, and then it kind of like... All the stories that happened over a, like maybe two years, I, they kind of all are tied together. Oh, sure. So, we'll so you have like a, a range of years it happened in? Yeah, I don't know if it was quite two years, but... About yeah. two years? Yeah, something all right, like that. Well, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so my dad is a pastor. He's been a pastor for... He just retired about 45 years. Nice. And both my parents are very spiritual okay. people. E-free kind of kind of folks oh okay um, cool um and my dad is like very not uh anything paranormal or even remotely can something that could be considered paranormal doesn't consider it at all my mom is very open to it and she's kind of like um i don't know she's just she's open-minded in that way but she won't directly confront it oh sure um but we've had some interesting conversations that are like, okay, I, I, I can tell that she's like into it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but no, for, for like my whole high school life living with them was whatever. I had a lot of friends that would come over. My house was like the house where all my buddies would hang out every summer. And so, um, the last year I lived at home, um, I was out of high school and I just lived in the basement and like I had friends over every night and lots of people and whatever. And so this all, this whole thing started, like I had never had a paranormal experience at all. I'd always been super interested in it in growing up. I was like terrified of scary movies and like I saw the exorcist when I was in sixth grade and it like destroyed me for like months. Couldn't sleep for, forever i can't and, handle uh, that movie yeah it's gnarly and i don't know it, it's some sometime in high school it just like switched and suddenly it was super interesting to me and it stopped being something that i was really afraid of and it was just it was just there and it was an interesting thing um i think because like i was into like heavy music and a lot of dark stuff that it just kind of came with it you know? oh sure yeah you go hand in hand right so rather than being like this 
I don't know, really scary, unapproachable thing. It was just like, this is part of my life. And I under, I have an understanding of this. Oh, wow. Um, but anyway, so I'm living at my parents' house, had friends over all the time. And the first time anything happened, um, I was just sitting in the basement with some buddies. We're sitting on this couch and like, um, I, I don't know, we had, we all had our drinks. My buddy sits his glass of water down on the floor in front of the couch. <clears throat> uh, it's probably like two in the morning. At one point he stands up to get something. He kicks the glass of water over. It's going to be very hard to explain over audio without hand signals. But oh, basically, sure. basically he kicked, he kicked the glass of water away from the couch and all of us looked down at the spill and all the water rushed underneath the couch like it had been poured the opposite direction. It was just like a really weird, everyone just kind of watched it and was like, okay, that was, Whoa. That was stupid. Why, why did that happen? So we clean it up and whatever is no big deal. Um, and then a couple of days go by and I was driving somewhere with my mom and out of nowhere, she was like, like my dad always had, he has insomnia. He never could really sleep. My mom never had a problem, but this, this one day she was like, so I couldn't really sleep last night. And I opened my eyes in the middle of the night and I had a vision of the grim reaper on my wall. I could see his shadow coming towards me like on my wall as clear as day walking towards me. And then I kind of, I think she was explaining that she was kind of in that in between sleep All right. thing. Um, and she kind of snapped out of it and, I don't know what her conclusion was to that, but she was like, okay, well that was super uncool and whatever. So I, I, I compiled that these two things happened on the same night. Okay. And, so they happened, uh, they happened at the same time. Oh wow. If that means anything, I don't know. But right. after that, after that point, my friends and I who were sleeping down there, staying up super late every night would hear like, uh, you know, my parents would go to bed early and, we'd be down there and we would hear people coming down the stairs after us that weren't there. And it kind of became like a running joke. Like oh, sure. there was another person that lived with us that would, the stairs had a very distinct Creek. You'd hear someone following you down. That was weird. Um, and then you'd start to hear like, it kind of sounded like high heels or heeled shoes walking around upstairs. And huh. this is like a pretty new house too. It wasn't an old, old country house or anything, but wow. Um, so that went on for a while and nothing escalated and it was just like that. And then, um, life moved on and I got hooked up with people in Rockford, got ready to move. Um, and where did all this happen? Uh, this was at my parents' house in Vernon Hills. Oh, okay. So Chicago suburbs. Um, yeah, like super modern suburb, very, you know, the house was built in the nineties and just, wow. so besides the Grim Reaper grip, sorry, Grim Reaper. Yeah. Did she, did anyone else experience that or hear that stuff? Or just the Grim Reaper thing? Or no, just like the sounds and like the... Well, just... my my friends that were with me who, I mean, basically lived with me at, right. at the time, probably like five different guys, we were all very aware of it. Like we, we would talk about it because we would hear it together. Sure. And we'd go look all the time. And it got to a point where it's just kind of a joke. Like, right. I don't think... we. I mean, I was probably like 18. And so no one, no one was really mature enough to be like... Something's to, happening ha to have a real conversation about it, right. it was just a big joke, you know. Um, but we were we all acknowledged it, and it was super real um, to us. Um, but so then, probably nine months or a year goes by, 
and um, I find a place with my bandmates and my buddies out in Rockford. So we get ready to move, and we go, and there's no, no nothing happened with the house. But we move into this giant house on the west side of Rockford, um, over by the fairgrounds projects. If you're okay. familiar with that area, I am. And um, there was three of us that moved in initially, and we ended up with five people. And this house was like, it was massive. It was probably like six bedrooms maybe and just this ancient thing and like all the houses around it were abandoned because it was in a super sketchy part of town. like the two houses next to us were abandoned and then like a block away were the fairgrounds projects and it was just a super forgotten street and pretty pretty gnarly but <laughs> not, we i hadn't lived in rockford before and um whatever so we we moved in and it was fine and uh our one buddy Alex, he and I, um, like every morning, we get up really early and sit in this little living room upstairs. And probably a month or two after we moved in, uh, we started hearing like what we were a hundred percent sure was raccoons or squirrels in our attic. This house was not in great shape, um, so it would have made sense. And like every morning, we he and I would probably get up at like seven, and go sit in this room, and you'd hear this kind of like rummaging around in the attic and we knew there was access to the attic in a closet we didn't have a ladder to get up there so we couldn't like investigate these oh, right. animals but it was like sounded for sure like it could have been raccoons or something so this goes on for a while and all the time we're living there it's just like this really old house that was probably built in the early 1900s so there's no hallways it's all um big like parlor style rooms with pocket doors so if you walk in the front door of this place, you could see all the way to the back of the house through oh, okay. big openings, you know. Um, and it just got to, nothing like happened directly, but it was just an eerie, like, you'd be doing dishes, the kitchen was in the back, and I always just, it just felt kind of weird, like. Oh, sure. It just felt like someone was watching you, or you would turn around and someone would be there, and uh, it was just weird feelings. But, so these sounds went on in the attic for a while, and one day... Um, we had some friends from out of town visiting and like Alex and I get up, we're sitting there and we hear this noise and it had escalated and it was super loud to a point where it sounded like, I don't know. It sounded like someone moving something heavy in the attic, like, um, like dragging something or pushing dragging something? something or like moving a cardboard box or like some, something heavy was being slid across the floor is kind of what it sounded like. Um, and it's so like, describing describing this experience in this setting it's hard to not it's hard to describe it in a way that doesn't automatically sound spooky oh sure because like whenever i tell the story it's like yeah someone was like dragging a dead body in the attic but right naturally for, for sure it wasn't like it was just a weirdo sound and um but we had some friends in town and we were like all right we got to see what's up here because if there's raccoons we got to deal with these raccoons right, yeah, and absolutely. if they're not raccoons we got to deal with that too so <laughs> yeah. so Hopefully it's raccoons. Uh, yeah, hopefully it's raccoons. So we don't have like a ladder and the ceilings are pretty high in this old house and the access to the attic was like um in a in a, in my bedroom closet which was really narrow. Um so we like uh got a stack of furniture enough that one of us could get up and um I feel like I'm leaving a lot of the story out, but all, all along there's just these kind of weird sensations in, oh, right. in the house, right? Okay. Um, so 
all of my friends are in my bedroom and only me and one other person could fit in the closet and I had two dogs and so as soon as we start like working on this thing the dogs just kind of started going berserk and making weird noises and I get up on top of this bar stool and I could I was tall enough that I could like push the door it was a hinged like a plywood hinged door okay to the attic and I was just tall enough that I could like get it open but I couldn't quite pull myself up so I'm like all right I'm gonna take my phone and record a video and I can hold the door up with my arm you know and then like look at my phone screen to pan around and see if I see anything in this place so and this is at like nine in the morning (laughs) and no one really knew what we were talking about we were just like everyone up here we're doing this we're going in the attic oh sure so i'm like bracing this thing and i push the door open and i'm filming and at this point the dogs are just like whining and going berserk and running in circles and just doing weirdo stuff and so i start panning the camera around i started kind of behind me and i start moving around and it's just like insulation and normal junk and there wasn't like any storage stuff but um i'm holding this door open with my forearm and as soon as I pan around to get to the what would be behind the door, yeah, straight up three like pounds on the back of the door against my arm, um, and I look down and my buddy Kyle that was like kind of bracing me was just like, "What the hell was that?" And we everyone just went ah! and everyone just <laughs> screamed and I slammed the door and we ran downstairs. And uh, like on video, we got this knocking sound and everyone in the room heard it. And these dogs were freaking out. And we all just kind of like gathered in the living room downstairs. And we were like, okay, there's either like a bum in our attic or something is going on up here. Cause it was a distinct, like I could feel it on my arm. Wow. It not, it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just audio. It was, it was a feeling. So I don't know. I haven't really like, and after that it stopped, nothing happened. I didn't hear the noises in the attic. I mean, it was still kind of a spooky place to be. Oh, sure. Mostly because we were afraid of getting robbed, but also because of the, the big house. But then Rockford. kind of that, right. So the, the, to finish it off, we moved out probably eight months later and we'd never talked to any of the neighbors. There was one house next door. We never talked to them. And uh, the day we were moving out, the teenage daughter of the neighbors, she's probably like 16, she comes out and she was like, you guys moving out? Sorry, we never met, whatever. She's like, uh, so why are you moving? And we were like, <clears throat> like, you don't know, this is the worst place ever. She goes, oh, well, like the last four people that have lived here have moved out within like two months because they got spooked and they thought something was going on in the house. Whoa. <laughs> and Alex and I were like, well, Thanks for letting us know now, but good to but, know. Yeah, we but figured then, it out. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, we split, and then I, less than a year later, that the house burned down, um, and it's leveled now. There's no no trace of it, which I, I, good riddance, I guess. I don't know. It was a weird. And what street was this on? Acorn Street, South Kilburn. Oh, okay, yeah. Like between, yeah, near sure. Whitman there, yeah. School Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, that area. Yeah, the other the abandoned houses are still there, but yeah, I don't know. It was kind of this weird string of events that, like, I had never really experienced anything like that. 
I think in that time period, before I moved to Rockford, I was coming out a lot to visit with all, all of our buddies and like, I don't know why, but it like became a thing that we were always telling spooky stories to each other and trying to freak each other out. Sure. And I, I, I don't know. I, that may have something to do with it. You're just inviting it in, inviting it or inventing it or something. But I don't know. That's, that was kind of the, the arc of the main, the main event that happened. And like, I've got the video somewhere in a Dropbox folder and I've been hunting for it. I was hoping to find it to to show you, but yeah, that'd be awesome. It's in the archive somewhere deep, but so you'd said that your dad's a pastor and he doesn't believe in anything supernatural. Well, at least that kind of supernatural. I don't know. I wonder about it. And now that he's retired and like as an adult, now I'm able to have more open conversations with him. I've wondered if he's so closed off to it because he has to be uh, for the sake of his job oh, or for, his, yeah. his people, you know? He doesn't want to sound. <clears throat> right. It, and he, it very well may be that he doesn't want to invite it Oh yeah. Um, or just acknowledge it because if he does, it's a, it's a gateway maybe. Um, but no, he, he's got one, he told me like one thing once when he, my, my folks lived in, um, Pittsburgh that's where I was born okay and I guess one time I think something really turbulent at the church he was at happened and he was like under a lot of stress and this one night in the early 80s in the middle of the night the phone rings um he answers it and there's just this voice on the other end that said you thought we'd forgotten about you and then it was just like silence on the phone for a while and then it clicked and hung up and he's told he's yeah that spooked me pretty good when I was like, I think he told me that story like around the time I saw the exorcist. And so that like totally fed into the, Oh yeah. The fear of it. That, that movie's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like yeah. the one movie that freaks me out the most. And I have no idea why I've never been even able to watch it. Just that face freaks me out. And For I sure. And I don't really get freaked out by much. You can ask most people. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, about it's, it. it's kind of a silly movie. Honestly, I can watch yeah. it as an adult and it's like, yeah. It's nothing, but at the time, I think just like I was at the age where I was like, okay, my dad does this, and like this is real to him, or maybe sure. it's real or whatever, right? And then that story, but that's that's the only thing he had ever told me that was like questionable, huh? I think in that story, he told me that after the voice talked to him, um, he was like just kind of freaking out because. Did he know what, what it meant? Did he, do? he didn't know what it meant. I, he told me he just said Jesus' name, and then the next thing he knew, he woke up in the morning. Um, wow. So I don't know. I don't really know what to make of that at all, oh. but it's definitely uh, it's definitely something. And then, <laughs> so what about your mom? You said that she was more open to it. Have you? Did you share any of this kind of stuff that was happening? I mean, like it was happening in her house at yeah. first, and then the next one was just you by yourself. What does she think? Yeah, I <clears throat> I think I probably told her about the attic thing. Right. I I a few years after her Grim Reaper thing, I brought that up to her and she didn't even remember it. Really? Um or she told me she didn't remember. It. I I think I explained to her at one point that like she told me that on that night and then the weird thing with the water happened which is such a like minuscule story, but I think about it all the time cuz like it was just it just defied physics. 
and we three people just watched water like flow the wrong way and it's such a such a weird thing it's you know? bizarre but, but combined with my mom's story who had otherwise never said anything like that yeah I, I don't know i don't know what to make of it there's usually a connection point usually like when you're experiencing something later on it comes out someone else was too right but, right you know like the house you know you've got the neighbors they're like Right. Yeah, we forgot to tell you. And everyone who lives here leaves. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, thanks, guys. Yeah. So, okay, I have a question for you. Um, Mike wanted me to ask you about your camping trip. And if you remember. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> oh, man. You, him, and Shanahan? Yeah. 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 Uh, Is this at Starved Rock? Yeah, it was okay, at Starved I've Rock. Been... Okay, I've heard this before, but I want to hear, I want to hear what you got to say about oh, it. Oh, man. So this is freaky. Kind of. I, I remember I was telling someone not too long ago because we were like, yeah, yeah. I, th- I was telling my girlfriend because we were talking about going to camp there again. I don't even know when this was, 2012 maybe, 2013. Uh, Mike and I and a couple guys decided we were going to go camp at Starved Rock. Right. And like initially we had this big group of people that was going to all camp. It was probably like, what, maybe six or seven of us that went out. And then by the time it was time to like go to bed, everyone left and it was just me and Mike and Matt Shanahan. And so, (laughs) right. Is that the, and yeah, so that was super weird, but we, we were like camping. I don't know. These, these campgrounds were super weird. They, you drive in and it's just like a enormous grassy field where you can camp. And then if you drive a little farther down the path, you can camp like in some woods. And then I believe farther down is the actual starved rock is that is that right way further down this path that we were camping on um oh man so everyone leaves we have this day of cooking out and whatever and like (laughs) it starts to get dark and everyone splits and then it's just the three of us and we're like so guys it's dark now and we gotta like and I think also rain, a storm was supposed to come in and we didn't have a rain fly for our tent. So, yeah, it was just mesh on the top. Oh, that's the worst. So, so okay, I'm trying to piece the story back together. So we, the three of us are sitting there and the first concern is there's one tent and three of us and there's no rain fly and it's for sure going to rain. So do we like wait it out? Do we sleep in the car if we have to or do we just pack up and split now? And so like we all have we're all kind of arguing about this and then it gets to be pretty late no rain yet probably one in the morning or something everyone else has gone to bed you hear a couple people like chatting and then off in the distance down this path that goes into the more woodsy camping straight up just a dude screaming bloody murder like it sounded like maybe 600 yards away we did think it was raccoons because it was so high pitched and like, I don't know. Yeah. The noise an animal makes when it's in terror is so like intense that it was like, it was kind of similar to that, but it was definitely a human yeah. and it would like scream for a while and then just silence. And then it would start again. And we're just like, I don't know. It was so bizarre. It went on for probably 15 minutes of this like person just like, Sounded like what I imagined someone getting stabbed in the stomach a bunch of times probably sounds like. And so the three of us are trying to now decide what to do about the rain and the murder. And <laughs> and like our buddy Shanahan is just like, dude, I'm out of here. We got to go now. 
we gotta go. And Mike and I were like, shut up, dude. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's fine. Let's hang out. And so, Mike, do you remember what? Yeah, yeah, the park ranger or whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. So we're sitting there trying to decide, and <laughs> Shanahan is just geeking out like he thinks he's gonna get killed next for sure, or there's ghosts or whatever. And I think I think Mike and I were kind of picking on him a little bit because it was so funny. And then from the uh, the entrance to the park, which we could also kind of see from our campsite, some headlights show up. And they're just like on at the at the gate of the place, you know, and this car is just sitting there. And then it starts rolling towards us super slow. And it just like drives past all the campsites. And it was just when it drove past, if I remember right, it was a like a black Ford Explorer with tinted windows. Mm-hmm. And it just like kind of crawled past the campsite and turned around and goes back. And then it just like parked by the thing. But it didn't. I mean, the park rangers had like pickups that were oh, sure. notable. It was super weird. And so did we stay the night? I don't remember this part. We left. Dude, this was the ending of this situation, but one of us had to pee really bad in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't pee in the freaking woods. Or maybe we got to poop. I don't know. No, I think we were so scared to move. Oh, yeah. Because we were all sitting there and we were like, we're going to die. We're You're going to die. And yeah, I'm at that point die. we were, but we were still, you and I were like, dude, we paid so much money for this trip. We're for not sure. leaving. For sure. Everyone else bailed. Like, we are not going to be. Screw that, dude. Screw all you guys, dude. <laughs> I'm going to die. And uh, one of us went to the bathroom, which is by the front entrance. Yeah, right by where the truck came from. we're like, from. well, if someone's going, we're all going. Yeah. Because, like, we're going to die. Yep. And then I remember, so the SUV goes by, like, past us and just keeps going. Into the and woods. it's super long. Like, it just goes forever. Yeah. So we're, we are in the bathroom. We're like, dude, what do we do? And Shanahan's like. Dude, I'm freaking losing it. Like, we got to go now. Like, I'm going to die. And we're like, dude, stop being a freaking pussy, dude. Like, um, and and he's like, no, dude, like, I don't care what you guys think about me anymore. Like, whatever. I'm leaving. We're like, we drove. Like, no. And then one of us left the bathroom and the SUV was shining its lights directly on us at For the front sure. entrance. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, this, this story is meandering a little bit. But basically... That happened. That was the last straw. It was the equivalent of all of us throwing our hands up and screaming. I think we didn't even tear the tent down properly. We just crunched it and tossed it in the car. And then we like got to the gate and the truck was sitting there. And it's like, you know, the reverse spikes where you got to drive over and we're like, we're out of here. Let's go. And then we just drove all the way home that night. Such a waste of time and money. But that was super weird. The, the spooky part of it, the screaming man, turns out starved rock which was beyond into the woods. I might butcher this, but I believe it was where um, some colonialists or something had trapped some Native Americans and slaughtered them on this rock or starved, starved them to death, yeah. held yeah. them at gunpoint or something. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. and come to find out starved rock, the place was definitely in the direction where the screaming came from. Maybe it was someone playing a prank. I don't know. Don't know. Super weird, though. That was, a, that was gnarly. That, you don't want to find out at that point. No. Yeah. No. Wow. You've had some stuff happen to you. I don't know. Maybe. So you were saying, <laughs> when I was texting you about it, you were telling me that it was kind of like an ongoing thing. Yeah, I think it, 
What else has happened? Well, you? I think it, I mean, the main thing ended with that house. The and house? Like, it was pretty intense for a while. I think, I don't know. It's hard to decipher and it's really been interesting to, I've honestly been trying not to think about it leading up to this because I wanted to decipher it with someone, you know, kind of freshly. Yeah. Here um, we are. But like that whole time period, and it's really hard to place how much time actually passed, but um, I, I think I was, it was really a turning point in my like becoming an adult person and like kind of facing the hard questions and like existentialism and just these questions of life and death and all this stuff. Right. Um, and I don't know. I remember like it was also around the time like I first started smoking pot. And so like life got a little weird around that because it was just like, now there's this mind altering thing that is changing my perspective on things Yeah, in some way or another. And I'm kind of embedded in like the spooky stuff and whatever. I, re I remember one time visiting Rockford kind of in the middle of this before I moved, I was sitting in the backseat of my buddy's car and we were just sitting, we used to sit at the Starbucks all the time and just talk in the car and, I was sitting there and like, it was probably within a month after the Grim Reaper vision thing happened. Yeah. And we're sitting there and it was raining or there's condensation in the car or something. And straight up, I swear, I, I don't know, maybe I was just fucked up, but I swear this like, like in the condensation, a little like skull face kind of showed itself and just kind of started dripping down. And I was like, drifted out of the conversation and just staring at this thing. I was like, okay, I think I need to, uh, I think I need to out. figure something out here because whether it's all internal and it's just like, it's just learning to cope with death. I, I that's kind of what I've wondered about the whole thing. If it was just me coming to terms with like oh, sure. uh, dying. Were you afraid of dying? Are you afraid of dying? I'm not. Okay. I, I mean, I may be afraid of how I die, but not, not crossing over. I don't think, um, I think I was then. I think I. Well, I think what it was was that I was trying to like figure out if I was or what it meant or there was a lot of. All I think within like a year, all of these questions were accessible to me because suddenly I had like the vocabulary and um, I think my mind changed a lot in those years. Just I grew up a lot. Yeah. And like suddenly these really intense um, thoughts were accessible now and I was aware of them and I had to like deal with them. Yeah. Um, so I, I am sure that that played in a lot to this, all of these stories. What was going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, no, I don't know. It was a lot of like, it wasn't, it wasn't like gnarly drug use or anything, oh, but right. there, there was like experimenting. And I think that, for sure put me in a different headspace all oh, right um just to either be more accepting of these uh darker ideas okay or just like mm, acknowledge them sure and be, be forced to deal with it or think about it so okay so you're going through for this two-year period you've had these like two pretty like intense experiences what um and you're saying that this was like at a time when you're trying to figure life out you know you're growing up for sure that kind of stuff so what do you um what do you think it was 
I don't know. I'm like, I'm still at a loss. I don't know what I think about anything, really. I'm, okay. I'm pretty agnostic when it comes to most most things. Sure. <laughs> um, and I tried to stay balanced that way and open. And I don't know. I really, like, I'm still really interested in uh, spiritualism and paranormal stuff and occult stuff and whatever. Yeah. Or I'm just very open to it. And I don't, I, to tell you the truth, I don't know what to make of the argument of a ghost versus a uh, spirit versus a demon versus this or that. Yeah. I think they're all viable. It's um, complicated. It's extremely complicated. I think there's different levels to it. When like, it, Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, honestly, part of me wonders if the attic thing was literally a person living in my attic because it was a super gnarly part of town. And oh, sure. It's not impossible, which yeah. is, I think, the scariest outcome of all of them. Um, oh, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah, worse, you know. But unlikely. Um, you can shut the door and that spirit just stays in there. Right. You know, that guy's like, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. What are you guys doing for dinner? Yeah, what's in the fridge? Give me a hot dog. Um, I don't know. I, I'm like, as far as, like, demons go, I... I'm not opposed to it, but I kind of have a hard time accepting that. I think that's what my mom would probably say if she, if she took some time to research stuff and like tried to educate herself on it. Cause I think she's, I think she's open to it and she's experienced things. Sure. Um, like she says some, she says some stuff that I'm like, I, I just can't believe she's, she's open to. A, a quick side story here. Oh, yeah. She, my parents just moved to Rockford okay. um, when they retired. And the last, like the period of them getting ready to move, the last nine months they lived in that house, my mom was like walking around the neighborhood a lot. And one day, just in the middle of the afternoon, I was over there. And she goes, so I was walking at the at the block and like, I think I found a portal. And Ricky and I were like, you what like where do i even begin to assess what you just said to me and she she basically told me that and then she kept walking this path and a few it happened probably five times yeah she would walk this path just in the neighborhood and like she said it was a certain time of day um combined with maybe weather and like the light and just right. there was just this perfect timing where she felt drawn to this area <clears throat> that she was she was a little bit too nervous to go towards it because she didn't know what was going to happen mm -hmm. she explained that she thought it might be death like going towards the light oh yeah, yeah 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 but she just felt this she describes it as like this yearning to walk into this gateway it wasn't i don't think it was a physical thing she saw but it was like a a feeling oh sure at, in someone's yard just like towards a house but it's so bizarre. It was like a portal. Yeah, like she does not watch TV. She doesn't take in. She doesn't take in this heady stuff. You know, she's not down. She's not about it. So for her to kind of like come up with it on her own, basically. Oh yeah, I mean, if is, someone told me they saw a portal, I'd be like, "What? Yeah, tell me, tell me more. Tell about me about this. this portal." And I, after that, I was like, "Mom, you gotta go find this thing." Like, oh sure, you should do this because if you think it's there 
I, you got to find out more. You're going to miss yeah. an opportunity, you know? Does it, did she say it, did it look like a, like an actual physical manifestation or it was more like, just like something about that area was odd. I think that's right. I don't think it was like a doorway sure. that appeared. I think it was, I mean, she described it as like, she turned towards this like kind of tree area in someone's side yard. And just like, I think it was a combination of the time of day and the way the light hit the spot. It just like this intense yearning is how she kept describing it to walk towards it and go into it, even though there was no physical space to walk through. It was very real. It was very real. Oh, sure. And she would kind of go look for it. Um, But anyways, so she's, she's aware that something that there's more to reality than, than what we can see. But I don't think she's like educated herself or, has any um, frame of reference or like the vocabulary even to start talking about to like have a conversation like this. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think like the grim reaper thing, I don't think she would describe it as a demon that was no. surrounding her. I think that's probably what my dad would say about the phone call. He thought, he thought that was demonic. I, I would assume so. And does he, did that actually happen, or did it happen like in a dream type? I thing? think that actually happened. You think it actually happened? I'm pretty sure. And he's never. Did he ever like try to figure out what was going on with that? Because that is so random. I mean, like. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know. I should have. I wish I would have. I haven't talked to him about it in a while. Yeah. I've asked him about it. I followed up a few times. Oh, I bet. But I don't. I can't recall. I think something like kind of turbulent happened in his life before it. Um like the day or two leading up to that. Oh, okay. But he definitely, um, I mean, it was real. It was real to him. Okay. It wasn't a dream. That's good. No, I'm just curious. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. To answer your question. That's I don't, okay. I don't know what I think it was. I think, I don't know. I think, uh, to me at the point I'm at, like where I stand with, um, what I think anything is. Yeah. I, I can't really distinguish a demon from a spirit from a ghost. Right. They they might all be the same thing or they might not. I think there's different levels to it for sure. Oh yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That's okay. No, we've had a, we have a lot of people on here and I always just ask them like when they've experienced something like what did what did you think it was? Yeah. You know cuz like and a lot of times people just have like, you know, I had one guy say it was uh he would see these ghost like figures and he said it was he called it remnant energy. And then I had, that was last, that was our third one. And then we had another guy, he just said, you know, angels, demons, they're all the same. It just hmm. depends on their like own, their bent. And then, you know, it just, I guess it just depends on like where you're at. I mean, a lot of times when people have a bad experience, they would label it demon. Sure. Yeah. You know, and this, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. It's so interesting. Like every time I have a conversation like this with someone, like I take in, so much information sure of this topic yeah i'm really interested in it but every time i have to talk about it i can't retain any of it of course i i guess <laughs> in my mind like a demon usually the way i see it is like if it's an experience that's very malicious and maybe almost targeted yeah and like um i don't know it feels intentional mm-hmm. towards the recipient of the energy sure that's kind of where I feel like a demon like figure. 
I don't know. I have a hard time like even using the the word demon because I'm okay. not sure if that. Not to get into it too much, but I'm not sure if like the uh, Christian classification of a demon is what it is because I think if if there is a malicious uh, otherworldly spirit that's uh, purposely attacking someone, I think it's older than an Abrahamic religion. All right. I, but it's just vocabulary, so it, I I don't know. I, that's kind of my standpoint. Is like, I think if it's malicious and intentional, maybe demonic. Then you call it demonic. Okay. But I think like, I think there's layers to it for sure. I think, uh, I think there's some truth to like a person that dies in a tragic way in a home could their spirit in some form could be trapped there. I don't know. Kind of interested in that, but yeah, no, I've definitely. Like I said. So far, the people I've interviewed and talked to, and like things, like, I mean, I watch paranormal stuff and listen to stuff all the time. Yeah. So I just, I just kind of like want to know what's happening, or I just, I actually just more, <clears throat> honestly, just want to know more what you think. You know, what you think it is, what you're going through. You know, like how did it affect you? I mean, like, um, oh, there's one thing I want to ask you about. So there's a video of a guy rapping in a van. Sam Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Hansen yeah. showed me that, and uh, it's creepy. And He's, I showed my wife, and she was just like, "What was that? Yeah, was that like an act? Was that for real? What do you think happened there? Tell I, me about that." He's an interesting dude. He's, um, well, he's an awesome artist and rapper. Yeah, his name is Gengar. That's his. That's his artist name. Okay. Um, he just put out some songs, but. I don't know what to make of it at the time. Like we were in another city and like this dude that we'd met a couple times was just like, check it out. I can roll my eyes in the back of my head and do this crazy voice while I'm rapping. And it, and everyone was just like, how is this possible? This yeah. doesn't make any sense. That's creepy sounding. I don't know what to make of it. I, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I haven't watched the video in a long time. Remembering it. Not to discredit, I hope I don't discredit him in saying this. I think it's probably an act. Okay. I think it's, I th I think that uh, that's a person that I met, um, that I talked to about this stuff quite a bit. Okay. And like, I think he's in touch with it in a way that I'm not. Um, spiritually, I mean, I think he's, uh, this is another thing I don't know what to make of, but I think he's more open to it more educated on it or more something and more in touch with it than I am. Okay. And he has a better understanding and whether that lets him be able to channel something crazy through his body, which is not something I think is ridiculous. Yeah. I just don't know if that's the case. Right. I don't know. I, I haven't talked to Sam in a while. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to ask him directly about it. I still like am in touch with him. I yeah. just haven't. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll, I'll ask him. Okay, I'll we'll follow up. That's cool. I was I just wondered because I watched the video. I have it like I have it right here. Oh yeah, and sure. um, and I just saw that and I was like, ooh, because he just snapped. He quit. He's it's so. I mean, it's like pretty gnarly. It is gnarly. I mean, the video is like dark and light, and then like he kind of like fades into the dark and comes out with these like yeah, these rolled back eyes and this like yeah. voice that sounds like it's like like auto tuned or something weird. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, what did he do to this voice? Yeah, I mean, he's he's like a musician yeah. in a lot of different genres. And he was the front man for like some hardcore bands. And he also does his rap thing. He's a super charismatic dude when you're talking to him. Yeah. 
And he really, I mean, there's certain people you meet that are so like in tune with how their presence affects people okay. that they can just, they can control the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh they, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I think he's like really in tune with that and whether what he's doing is real or not, I think he knows how to like, he, he knew what he was doing. Oh, so there, he knows how to know? turn it on and off. Uh, yeah. So for it's sure. probably just something he's doing. Yeah. Uh, it's influenced for, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. For, for sure. He could be turning it on and it could be a real thing that he's turning on and not just a, yeah. Not I mean, just that's a creepy voice, either way. Either way. It's not, it's not cool. Yeah. He's a good rapper, but that's he is scary. good. Yeah. That's keeps getting better too. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so where are you at with this stuff now? Have you experienced anything lately or no? no? Well, not not really. I think um like my old job um the building was big and super old and yeah. had history and like it was a lot of um so this was a f- three-story building with a super old limestone basement. Okay. One of the older buildings downtown Rockford mm-hmm. and uh, nothing significant. I lived there for a little bit, which made things really weird because I would be alone in this commercial, giant commercial building. Yeah. And like I did art stuff on the second, first and basement floors. So like I'd be up at all hours. There was a really weird thing that I kept noticing like on the main floor, which is a public storefront. But just in the middle of the day, I would walk to this section and there was like this circle, probably like a six foot circle that smelled like cigarette smoke um like an uh, specifically like an unfiltered cigarette just it was so concentrated and you could literally step in and out of the circle and like the other people i worked with every once in a while i would just like because it was in a path i had to walk for my job Mm -hmm. and every once in a while it would happen i would like call someone over and no one in the building smoked but it was just like this weird remnant of a it felt like an energy of some kind oh that sure had been there before something left behind the basement i i don't really get creeped out easily like i don't feel physically uncomfortable yeah like something's gonna hurt me that place in the basement i was always felt like i was being watched i didn't want to be down there for too long by myself and it was just i guess that's the nature of old limestone basements but oh it, yeah another they're so creepy it was so I don't know. That was that was like the latest thing, but that was a very, very separate experience and a very um, mild thing. Hmm. I think thinking back on like this little period of really thinking about this stuff a lot and maybe or maybe not experiencing it directly. I think the reason it was like suddenly on and then suddenly off is that I was really open to it but I wasn't really afraid of it. I think that that has a lot of power in these situations. I think whether you're scared or not, whether you're scared or not, um, and whether you're open to it, but like whether it's a placebo and it's all in your head and you're super scared, you know, like if the attic thing happened or even before that, like if I was in my kitchen doing dishes late at night and I felt like someone was watching me yeah, and it just terrified me. Yeah. Uh, like whether or not <clears throat> I think it would affect me more and more, obviously. Yeah. And either because that energy you're giving a spirit uh, is making it more intense. I yeah. think, I think that is as equally possible as it is. It's just in your head and right. you make it more intense for yourself. Hmm. Nice. 
I, that's kind of where I stand. Oh, <laughs> it's that's like, okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's somewhere in there. Yeah, it's, somewhere in there between like you're really involved in it and it's just like everything to you or you're just kind of like, well, yeah, this happened to me once and I'm yeah. okay with that. And I think that's why it kind of cut off for me because after like the attic thing, a whole group of people experienced this. And to me, I was like, okay, that scared the hell out of me. Um, but I'm good. We're cool. I it didn't like, I wasn't afraid to be in the house. I wasn't whatever. And after that, it just went away. And I think whether I made it go away in my head because I didn't want to think about it anymore sure. or whether I just drained it of energy. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Huh. That's interesting. So it's like, <laughs> like you just had this small period of time where like you were affected and then that was like your pinnacle and you were done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I mentioned this a little bit. I really wonder if it was just because like, like my mom said that Grim Reaper thing to me, which was super weird. And it was like right at the beginning of kind of a new chapter in my life of like new friends and going to a new city and all this stuff. And like what we were into was just like hanging out and we would literally just tell scary stories to each other and just try to creep each other out. Um, and so I, I really, you know, I think I may have manifested it in one way or another, whether it was all in my head or not. I oh, think, sure. I think I brought it on because I wanted it to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it, though. I don't know if the openness to it invites something real or if it's just a mental thing. Yeah, I w- I've always wondered that, too, because sometimes, you know, if you talk about it too much, people are like, oh, look, look out for that guy. Right. He's going to talk about it. It's a demon every time. Right. You know, something falls in your house is a demon. Um, I'm not that guy. <laughs> but um, so uh, what was I going to say? So I guess for for you, you said you've talked to your mom about this stuff. She's really into it. And your dad's kind of like has a sordid past with the phone calls and stuff. Yeah. Um, where are you at with everything now? Neutral. Neutral? Yeah. I, I, I haven't, I haven't been in a place that I felt like there was a feeling, you know, I, I, I mean, I haven't uh, occupied a space that I felt like sure there was something weird. Um, you know, the job I worked at, those weird little one-off things happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it was pretty real. I heard doors opening and closing upstairs late at night, and I think that was real. But, like, I we just moved into a new house. I don't really feel weird about that. I, the, That's good. The apartment I moved out of, I never felt anything weird. The building my stores in, never felt anything weird. So I, I don't really have, like, any contact other than media that I consume, which is a lot. But Oh, sure. I think I'm still as open to it as I ever was. Um, interesting maybe just more aware of it and more like um like the uh, the openness to an experience is now kind of refined because i've think i've experienced something and i've taken in a lot of information to kind of like decipher okay this happens maybe it means this so now like um i don't know now i think i'm a little more uh just 
the openness is refined to a point where it's not like every weird thing that happens is a demon trying to get into my soul. Yeah, sure. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm open in a different way. But That's cool. Well, I mean, it seemed like that, like those experiences, like that was, it was like a lesson for sure. <laughs> like a small totally. lesson. And then you like, totally, you learned it quickly. I mean, it's good. Yeah. I mean, like some people have that stuff happen to them forever. And some yeah. people just have like some really intense stuff and then it's done. Yeah. And I think, cool. I don't know. I think definitely it was a lesson. It was like, it was a huge mental, uh, breakthrough, I guess. It just like opened, opened my, opened my brain and heart to like a different way of, um, thinking. And I don't know what to make of, I fully believe like Mike's story where it's just this ongoing kind of, I mean, it's terror. You know, I, there's so many stories of poltergeists and all this stuff. And I, I think that stuff is real. I a hundred percent think those people experience direct contact with something unexplainable. Oh, sure. Um, Absolutely. But I don't know what to make of it. Not having it. I'm glad I haven't experienced it. I don't really want to. No, but. it sounds horrifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had a few guests. It's always in the kitchen. <laughs> it's always mm-hmm. like kitchen doors and kitchen faucets and stuff mm-hmm. happening. So, okay, I've been prompted to ask you a question by your girlfriend. Oh, boy. Have you heard anything in your new house? No. You were talking about hearing something last night. Oh, that was outside. That was not... The sound, the sound I heard was not a... Uh, pretty, much, pretty much every day since we moved in. Like, you guys hear that? Fourth roommate, bro. Yeah, the fourth roommate. Fourth roommate? No, I don't. Uh, let me put it this way. I have heard things. That nobody else has heard. But I don't... It's not like a... It's not something that freaks me out in like that way. It's a very distinct feeling, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a very different thing. There's a there's one feeling that's like someone's trying to break into my house right now. Right. What am I going to do? There's another feeling of like someone's doing something sketchy outside that freaks me out. And then there's like something I don't understand. I have no, I have no way to explain this. And it's like, it's just a different inter your whole body responds differently. Oh, sure. And to answer your question, Ricky, no, I have not nothing like that. And the noise I heard the other night, which was like this weird pounding sound was definitely like outdoors, maybe someone else's house. Not, not a spiritual or no unexplainable thing whatsoever. No, that's awesome though. I mean, like you don't want the stuff to happen to you. No, no, you know, no, some people are just like haunted by it and they're just like, right. They can't handle it or they're just, or they love it. (laughs) Some people actually love it. Right. But, um, yeah, I think, to answer your question, where I'm at now. Yeah, where are you at now? I think that those experiences, like I said, opened me up to a new thing. I'm a lot more interested in like the grand scope of um, unseeable things. Oh, okay. Um, and that really, op- I, I think that that stuff, paranormal stuff, creepy spirits or whatever, are a part of. Uh, whatever you want to call it, other dimensions that my oh, mom's sure. portal may or may not take you to. Oh man! Or like parallel, you know. I'm, I'm super interested in that stuff. Yeah, the other I'm, side. I yeah, the other side. I'm thrilled by it. I've kind of come to this bummer of a conclusion that I'm never gonna know. So what's the point of like, yeah, thinking about it even? Right. I mean, they're just stories at this point. 
I've experienced what I've experienced. I will listen to anyone who tells me a story because I love to hear it. Yeah, me too. But what do I make of it? I'm never going to, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think about this scene in a movie all the time. The movie was called John Dies at the End. Oh, okay. Have you heard of that? I have heard of that. I've never seen it though. It, it's worth watching. It's yeah. like a, a dark comedy, whatever. But um, basically it's about some guys that catch extra dimensional monsters. Okay. Or like bounty hunters. For oh, okay. Um, but there's a scene where a dude is like, this guy meets with one of the bounty hunters and he's like, I have to show you something. I have it in my van. I have to show you this. And so they're like meeting in a sketchy bar and he takes him out to the van and he opens the van doors and there's a cage with nothing in it. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And they're standing perpendicular to the van. So like you and I are looking at each other and right. the van is on their left. And he's like, okay, look at me. And now slowly, without turning your body, turn your eyes towards the cage. And like by using his peripherals, he looks over and then you see the cage and there's like this crazy, disgusting monster like rattling around. In the oh, cage. sure. I always think of that and just like, it's a good illustration of... Um, Stuff out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Because that's where that's where you always see it. Yeah, yeah. It's when there. You're, you're just like, there's just no way with our bodies or brains, honestly, to interpret it. There's no vocabulary to be able to understand what we're taking in. Oh yeah. Especially not being able to record it. Yeah. No, and, I think and analyze it. And I've definitely heard that on other like um, a podcast when they're saying that like. <clears throat> there's one theory that the reason they can never catch Bigfoot is because it's interdimensional and like whatever like camera lenses we're using can't pick it up. Yeah. Not even close. Nothing can pick it up. So yeah. there's stuff out there that you can't see. Nothing man-made. It doesn't matter if it's infrared or whatever spectrum you're on. If we're making it, I don't think, I mean, maybe, maybe not. There's lots of things to be done still oh, yeah. in engineering and science, but. Man, I just don't know. That's okay. The, you don't I, have to know. Yeah. I just I just asked that question just in case you have some theory rolling around in your head. Sounds like yeah. you buttoned this all up. <laughs> like you just yeah, like I figured kinda, it all out and you're just like, now I'm okay. Yeah, I mean I and that's cool. That's that's totally cool. I think that experience, that series of experiences was like a very I don't know, it was it was maybe something maybe it was myself like telling me this is out there. You, I, I think it confirmed for me that something's out there. Yeah. You don't need to mess with it if you don't want, you know, but yeah. it's, it just like, it just confirmed. You said a little, little peak. Yep. A little it glimpse. was like, it was, this is real. You're good. And <laughs> I, yeah, that's, that's okay. I like it. I've never, I haven't heard anyone. I mean, some people say that, you know, some people have this stuff happen and they're done. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. Like that is totally fine. Yeah. So what uh, what would be your like your final word to everybody that's listening to this oh and they're just gosh. like waiting for this like intense crazy thing yeah, to happen? And you're just like, I figured climax. it out. Yeah, no. I figured it out, guys. No, there's no intense climax other than the maybe hobo bashing on the other side of the door in the attic um, and the portals. The portals. That's like that kind of when my mom said that. That kind of like re re-energized me in this stuff and oh yeah i'm kind of sad that they moved out of the house and will never go back to that area you know yeah i'm sure there's more portals for her to go through right i think if she's open to it and if it was real 
it could happen again for sure. But I don't know. I mean, I think <clears throat> one thing I know for sure is that fear definitely feeds it, whether it's in your head or not. And that I think that is, I can say that without a doubt, because I, I think something is there. And I think the energy of fear gives it power. Yeah. However that works. Yeah. Um, but even if you don't believe that, you give the power to yourself to manifest the fear, the more you're afraid of it. Sure. Um, and I also understand it's easy for me to say that having not experienced fear in the presence of something like this. Um, that's cool. So, I mean, that's that's a common theme that I've definitely heard throughout the fear. You know, mm -hmm. it's like whatever's on the other side of that veil. Yeah. They love the fear. Yeah. And the more you give it, the bigger it gets. Yeah. You feed the monster. Right. It turns into something. Yeah. I mean, and you figured out a way not to do that. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> that's sure. That's cool. I like that. That's a cool. That's a cool concept. I like I was just talking to my girlfriend about something un unrelated, but just like I have this half joking life ideology that is just who cares because there's all these things that happen to you every day. And like, you know, one way to talk about it is like someone says something to you that pisses you off. Yeah. And you can decide like you can get all whatever burnt out about it. It can like ruin your whole day. Sure. Or it cannot because who cares? It's just something someone said to you. And that it's like such a silly thing, but I think that is kind of how I interpret most things now. It's like, I can put a lot of energy into this thought, whether it's paranormal or something a friend said to me yeah. and didn't mean to hurt my feelings. And I can like put energy, specifically negative energy is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I can put energy into like feeding that or I could not. <laughs> and if you don't, it's going to be, it's probably going to have a better outcome, at least in my experience. No, I like that. That's a that's a great message. It's just easier not to feed it. <laughs> Don't than, feed it. Than it is to, yeah. All right, that's that's Andy's advice. Don't <laughs> feed it. Don't feed it. Well, cool. Is there anything else you want to say to us? Are you? I don't know. I wish done? I had more spooky stories. No, that's They're okay. In there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to. I mean, like like I said, that's a perfectly good conclusion. Someone's gonna hear this and be like, "Okay, I'm all right." Yeah. I hope so. It doesn't have to be like scary and awful for me all the time. Yeah. yeah, I would just hope that people are open, open to it without feeding the fear. Without feeding the fear, just like, yeah, nice. Just all right, be open to it. I like it. Well, thank you, Andy. Yeah. And uh, if you got any more stories, come find us. I will. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks again to Andy Eckloff for being on Maybe It's Spiritual. Really appreciated having him. I loved his perspective. Uh, he has a local clothing store, downtown Rockford, Illinois, uh, 120 North Madison Street. You guys should check it out. It's called Division & Co. Uh, we also have a Instagram, Maybe It's Spiritual, and an email, Maybe It's Spiritual at gmail.com if you guys want to shoot us a message and be a part of the show. We look forward to hearing from you.